Hello and welcome to another episode of the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. As always, this is your host, Paris Grant, and this is where I make finance fun. I am really happy to report that the financial fitness credit episode that I did before this one got a lot of positive reviews. A lot of people really happy that I was talking about something that was a little bit more outside the realm of what I usually talk about. And the whole reason why I did it was because I'm not super well versed in terms of credit and like uh, debt and loans, that sort of thing. So people were really excited to see that, you know, I, I could talk about more than just saving up money. So this is a continuation of that same series. And if you didn't listen to the last episode, which I really recommend that you do, a lot of solutions to like loan problems or credit problems are... I guess, remedied by having a realistic spending plan, or at least that's what they say throughout the whole workshop. They're saying, oh, develop a realistic spending plan, realistic spending plan. And in the last episode, I keep on saying it like a lot, a lot. And at this point, if you've been listening to me, I think that you've kind of figured out where you spend a lot and how you can like be better with it. But like I said, even though I might be repeating some concepts, I'm taking what I learned from the workshop and relaying it to you guys in kind of a condensed version. The workshops are held by the National Housing uh, National Housing Services, and it's not just in South Florida where I live. They have them everywhere, I'm pretty sure in every state. So if you can find whatever your local um, National Housing Service Center is, they have financial fitness workshops, and yours might even have more than that. So definitely go check those out. But I went to mine, like, about it's been about a week now, and I uh, I learned a lot. And I actually have another, conference, uh, another workshop I'm going to. Uh, later on this weekend actually so after this series is over i'm gonna be moving on to another one and i might just have like a like a for a long time i might just like be going to workshops and like uh seminars and you know these sorts of things and just relaying that information to you as a way of myself learning and also being able to relay it to you so this episode this episode is going to be all about tips and tricks to get you closer to a million that's kind of the spin i put on it but these are really uh realistically these are just different like tips and tricks that they say to use to develop a better spending plan, better spending habits, and just overall save more money so that you don't have to have uh, any sort of debt issues. So without, uh, so after a quick little ad, I'm gonna get right into it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, yeah, let's just jump right in. All right. Hello. Hello again. All right. So for those of you who just skipped past the intro and the ad, because whatever, this episode is all about tips and tricks that get you closer to a million. These are different saving techniques that they taught us at the workshop. And I just literally made a list of them and I'm going to be giving them to you for the ones that need explanations. I will for the ones that don't. They're pretty self-explanatory. So, yeah, let's just get right into it. Let's save some money. So one of the first things they recommend is categorizing. So they gave us this whole like a uh, sheet and they had us fill like it's all like different kind of labels like air conditioning gas uh public transportation like literally very very minute different categories and they asked us to like write in our spending it was estimates but they're asking us to write in our spending on each category and they were saying that when the more you split it up the more you split it up the more you can kind of see where the money is really going I do talk about tracking a lot, which is something else they recommend, uh, which means I guess I wasn't wrong as a as a way to keep yourself accountable and to be able to put it on paper. But when you categorize it, you get to measure it in a uh, even better because what gets measured gets managed. 
So if you want to have better money management, in addition to tracking when you're spending money or what you're spending it on, try to categorize it as best as you possibly can and try to make it as very like um, detailed, like don't have broad transportation, say this is how much I'm spending on Lyft. This is how much I'm spending for a bus. This is how much I paid for gas to get on, you know, to drive my car. Factor in every little thing so you can see every different angle and all the different ways you're spending money. And the more detailed you get, the more you'll be able to see and, you know, hopefully make uh, the certain kind of repercussions or precautions so that you're not spending too much there. Another uh, really good uh, tip is involving your friends and family. A lot of us don't talk about money a lot. It's a very taboo topic. I actually been reading a lot of articles about like the fact that money is less talked about than sex even, which I guess makes me like what like a more than a porn star. But uh <laughs> but you know, involving your friends and family in your budget and your finances gives you a lot more support and a lot more understanding because we've all been there where we're trying to save money, but then we go out with our friends and then we're like, oh, they're like, oh, let's go buy drinks. And you're like, I don't really want to, but I'm out with my friends right now. And I don't want to be like that party, like blah, blah, blah. And it turns into this whole thing where you end up kind of, you know, kind of feeling guilty almost for wanting to save money. But when you would tell your friends and you tell your family, hey, look, guys, like I'm not struggling. So don't worry. But I am trying to pay down this debt right now. I am trying to save up to this right now. So moving forward like I still want to hang out I still want to go do stuff but just keep that in mind so if I ever say I can't afford this or I can't go buy that you know where I'm coming from and a lot of times I mean obviously your friends and family are going to be different it's a case-by-case basis but overall in general it helps people feel more connected as if they're helping to contribute to your own goals which makes them feel better and it also like help keep you accountable it'll get rid of that social pressure that you're experiencing and you'll be able to save more money and still enjoy enjoy the perks of saving money, having friends, and not feeling guilty, all of which are priceless. So yeah, involve your friends and family. Um, plan for the unexpected. A lot of us, like the, this hurricane that just came down, didn't wasn't really a hurricane, but they're expecting a hurricane, and a lot of people were just like spending money because they want to get this, they want to get that, they want to get this, because they're not in their heads thinking about it. And when things are good, it's really hard to expect anything to go bad. But I recommend, they recommend saying, all right, look, put away 5% into some account somewhere. It can even be inside your shoebox. And it's not for anything in particular. It's just for if in case anything unexpected happens. Oh, wow, I got to go deal with a medical bill really quick. You know, like less than, I think it's, oh God, I'd have to, I usually have it right. But it's almost 70% of Americans could not cover a $1,000 medical emergency. You know, things like that. But nobody ever expects to get hurt. Nobody wakes up in the morning and is like, I'm going to go to the hospital today. It just happens. But plan for that unexpected. And they say making a habit out of planning for it will make it so that the unexpected just becomes kind of like a minor inconvenience as opposed to what is happening to my life. All right. Next one. Clip coupons. A lot of us kind of have like a certain stigma about looking cheap, about uh, getting the coupons. A lot of us get the coupons and just kind of toss them because they're garbage. It's like... It's just like really tedious thing to go do, but clipping coupons are f- and this doesn't actually have to be with actual clip coupons, but it's looking for deals, looking for different ways to save. I don't really eat food from anywhere that has a drive through. It's like my personal thing for being healthy, I guess. But I do know that when you go to like McDonald's or Burger King or any of these places, they'll usually even uh, on the receipt, they'll have something on the bottom that'll say, oh, fill out this quick survey and you get like a free burger on your next visit. And something like that, it's like something that we all see, we just don't care to go do it because like, oh, it's just a burger. I don't really care, blah, blah, blah. But 
looking for deals like that and acting on them can help you save thousands of dollars. And I, I'm like one of those people who really thought it was kind of like annoying to be clipping coupons, looking for deals. But in doing so, you kind of like learn how to get the best value for anything. And you'll also save money. And then ultimately, you're only going to look for deals for things that you actually care to go buy. So maybe that burger thing might not really relate to you. You might say, oh, I don't really care. But like if it's a discount for, I don't know, something on Amazon online, I don't even know what people buy anymore because I just buy books at this point. So I don't even know what other people buy. But look for deals, look for different ways to save, use Groupons, use, uh, di find discount codes. They say clip coupons, but I say take it a step further. Spend like a month just trying to not pay full price for anything. Um, make shopping lists. This is a really big one. Anytime you want to buy something, I recommend keeping it in your cart for 24 hours to seven days. And the reason why I recommend this is because a lot of us uh, make impulse buys. And I've been there before. You see this thing. Oh, it seems really convenient. Oh, why not? I have the money. And you just go do it. And you get it. And it's cool for like that day. But then eventually you're like, uh, but you've already spent the money on it. So you don't really care. You're just like, and it just kind of sits there. And it might have some value later on where you're like, oh, wow, I forgot I bought this. But in that moment, you're not, you know, it's, you don't really need to buy that. But when you make a list, it can help keep yourself accountable and help kind of rein you in so you're not getting too crazy. So whenever you're shopping for anything, 24 hours to a week. And I think by then you'll have enough time to really think, hey, do I really need this in my life? Because if you made it up this point, if you made it this far without it, I mean, I think waiting one to seven days isn't going to kill you. Um, next one, take lunch to work. Um, this is a really good one. I've been cooking a lot more lately and I definitely see the benefits. Anything you cook at home is probably going to be at least like two times healthier than anything you could go out and buy. And also taking lunch to work is like just definitely a lot cheaper. Um, one of my biggest spending like categories is in like takeout food, just because like when you're out like at school, you got to go to work, you got to go run errands, you got to go do all this other stuff. It's just so much easier to go buy some food. But when you cook at home, one, cooking is very therapeutic, so it's going to make you feel better. Two, you can kind of play around and make it whatever you want. And then three, it's going to be cheaper. So there's really no bent. There's no but yeah, there's no, uh, I don't really think there's any downside to bringing your lunch to work or making your own lunch, creating yourself your own menu, just like meal planning. Uh, and it also, yeah, it's going to definitely help you save some money there. Stop going out when you don't need to. All right. So I've met a lot of, like, this is something, I live in Miami, so I'm not sure how it works in the rest of the world. But there was like a point in my life, because I, I used to be one of those people where, and I see it now even, like people even older than I am or older than I was when I used to go do it, who... They'll go out to like some area, like downtown, the club area, whatever. And there's no plan. There's no nothing. They just want to be out. It's Friday. Let's just go out. There's no plan. There's no nothing. Let's just be out. And they're just walking, chilling, talking. Oh, let's go get a drink over here. And they kind of play it by ear. And like, and it, like sometimes it turns into a good night. Sometimes it doesn't. But like that whole excursion just didn't need to happen. You realistically could have just stayed at home, chilled, like done like the equivalent of the same thing, just not going out. And... I don't know what it is. And like I said, I live in Miami, so things might be different where you are. But really think to yourself before you go out to the, before you go out anywhere to the movies, to the club, be like, how badly do I really want to go out? What's the cost of me going out? and What are the benefits? And it might be a little bit like that's pretty economical way of thinking about it. But just really like have like take a step back and really be like, oh, do I really want to go out? Do I really need to go out? Is going out really that necessary? And I think, again, Having that inner dialogue with yourself definitely helps, you know, gain that kind of perspective and insight that you need to make better financial decisions, especially. Next one, trade services. 
This one I thought was really clever and I don't know why more people don't do it. Um, but it was, it's basically, if you can go do hair and your friend is a really good lawnmower, why are you guys paying other people to go do it? You guys can just go, you know, trade services among yourselves. And it's something I'm starting to see a lot more now. Um, obviously, I think you have to build that community first where you feel comfortable enough to go do so. But I think instead of searching around for different ways to go get something, look around your friend group, look on your Instagram. Is there somebody who makes art? Is there somebody who makes crafts? Is there somebody who is handy? And seeing what kind of value that you can bring and what kind of value they can bring just automatically just makes like to me that's what makes the world a better place like that commerce of saying here's my value here's yours and being able to say okay like your your value i I can't say somebody's value comes from them being able to do hair but like the kind of value that they can bring is by doing really good hair now you give that person an avenue to be able to express that and do that and cultivate that and then you get to do the same thing for them so it's a really reciprocal way of exchanging and a good way to save money because if you guys don't involve money in that if it's just like a value exchange you know you guys both get to save up and you guys both get to add more value ultimately which i think is the best case scenario next tip shop and resale so i mean We all know about retail therapy. This person, uh, the person at the workshop recommended getting into resale therapy where it's like, I mean, it is kind of what it says, just shopping at places like getting buying hand-me-downs. There's estate sales, there's moving sales, yard sales, thrift shops, all these different places you can go and you can buy clothes that for way, like way, way discounted. And depending on where you live and if you really want to make like kind of like a, if you're really into fashion and you're like into that sort of thing, you can go to like some really rich areas, like really affluent neighborhoods and go to like their local Goodwill or Salvation Army and they'll have designer clothes there for like 20 bucks. Chilling. And I know this because I have a friend who lives, uh, who like lives in Naples and she would go shopping for stuff in Goodwill and come back with like designer this, go yard that. And like, and the person's not rich, by the way, like living in Naples, but they're not rich and just like buying baller stuff. And it was all super cheap. So I think that uh, a lot of times people get really caught up in how much something costs more so than how it looks. But I think shopping and resale is a really good way to get a lot of different things for really, really discounted price. Um, Next one, collect your coins. So this is something I've been doing and people always wonder why I do it because they're like, oh, if you make, if you're trying to become a millionaire, why does it matter if there's a quarter on the floor? And I'm like, cause every cent counts. All dollars are just, all dollars are just made up of other, uh, are just made up of cents and getting into the habit of looking at, at looking as uh, looking at every penny as value will help you appreciate money more so that when you look at your when you when you pick up a penny from the floor add it to your jar and you look at your balance and see a couple thousand you're like wow like that's really crazy cuz that's like 2 million pennies right there so then and you'd be like wow like that's really and then it'll really help you kind of like gain that perspective on how much money is and then also it's a quick little boost to your net worth I, I cash out my coins at the end of every month just to give my net worth a little quick little boop and it like it's not it's never going to be anything crazy because it is just change at the end of the day but it's a good way of retaining all the money and keeping it you know keeping it in and for people who think like oh like why are you collecting chains that's so weird if you want if you ever thought acorns was a good idea it's basically the same kind of concept so just keep that money instead of just like leaving it lying around somewhere and then if you can find it somewhere that's not inside your house like it's not even your actual change like it's just like somewhere that's just free money ball all right so take a quick little break quick little ad and then i'm gonna be talking to you guys all about budget development and 
how and what they recommend and a couple of other tips and tricks on tweaking a quick little budget. So give me one moment and I'll be right right back. So developing a budget. It's something that we all talk about. I've done multiple episodes on budgeting. I'm really big on budgeting. And of course, at this financial fitness workshop, they are too. So thus far, I've basically given you all of the kind of tips and tricks that you would need to make sure that your spending is in order to make sure you can develop a good money habits and a good money consciousness. And developing a budget is just a continuation of all of that. Um, A budget is literally just, I mean, a spending plan is a budget. Budget is a spending plan. They're the same thing. And I think it's something really, uh, I think it's really funny when we talk about finance, how we can get really complicated. I can do almost 100 episodes about finance. And it's a topic that really isn't like, well, I mean, finance is pretty expansive, but the concept of personal finance and growing wealth is a really simple equation, really. You spend less than you make and you save and invest the difference. Do that and you get rich. You get paid a thousand dollars, spend less than a thousand dollars, and whatever is left, you save and invest, and you will get richer. That's all there is to it. And I think it's I think that like we're the ones getting in our own way, and a budget is just a way to use your your best self, make the budget, and then no matter what other kind of self no matter what other kind of self you become, you'll be able to look at the best self and say, This is the budget and this is why. So a big part of uh, developing a budget is determining your goals. It's easy to say, okay, save, save this, invest that, don't spend this, don't like, don't do this, don't do that, do this. But you really have to look back and say to yourself, why? Like, why are you listening to this podcast? Why do you want to save up money? And it could be for a family, it could be for your home, it could be for your dog, it could be for your girlfriend, boyfriend, it could be for your normal friends, it could be for your passion. It doesn't have, like, there's no right or wrong answer. There's no bad reason to want to have money. But being able to know your why, if somebody asks you, why do you want to have $100 and you can't say anything, then I mean, you know, like, so I definitely think that, uh, I definitely think that uh, knowing your why is a really big part of being able to grow yourself financially. That being said, the main thing when it comes to budgeting is, for me at least, is paying is this concept of paying yourself first. And it's something like people might have heard but don't really understand. So I'm going to kind of explain it the way that they did to me and adding a little bit of my own spin on it. So paying yourself first is basically when we get when we get our paychecks, when we get paid, we there's all we can already think of all the different places that the money has to go. I got to go pay this off. I got to go buy this. I told myself I was going to go get that. That thing's been sitting in my cart for seven days. I really actually do need it. I got books to go buy. I got to go. You know, you can think of all these different all these different places to put all your money. And what usually happens is we go and we see all these things and we say, OK, cool. I got to stay on top of this. Rent's paid. OK, uh, car has gas. OK, uh, kids have food, blah, blah, blah. And you can go all, through all these different things and say to yourself, like, OK, like, like this is all taken care of and then you end up with like let's you end up with like a pile of money for yourself and then you're like okay like what am I gonna do with the rest and then you're like okay like I worked really hard so I'm gonna go have that drink I'm gonna go buy that shirt I'm gonna go do this thing and then there might be some money left and you might say to yourself okay this has to last me till my next check or you know like I mean I don't know how your lives are I'm getting kind of too much now but Pay yourself, paying yourself first kind of reverses that. So now instead of saying, okay, all these different places my money has to go, you say, all right, I'm going to take out a certain percentage. This is just for me. 
before I do anything else with my money, before I, before I pay my rent, before I pay my car bill, before I buy my food, before I buy my clothes, before I do anything, I'm paying myself first. And I mean, really and truly, it makes sense because you pay, oh, you're paying yourself second because you already paid the government first. So you're not even first in line half the time, which is even more reason for you to put yourself, make yourself a priority and put aside a percentage of your money. It doesn't even have to be like all, it doesn't have to be all of it. It's whatever you feel comfortable with, but get the saving and investing done first and then see what's left. Decide how much money you want. I mean, I recommend, um, I recommend 500 bucks a month for investing and saving. Uh, Personally, I think that if you did that for like five years, you'd probably be solid. But I mean, I can't tell you how much, I can't tell you how much to do because I don't know how much you all make. But um, I definitely think no matter what it is, find a percentage and say, I'm going to give myself this much out of every check before I pay anything else. And with that money, you're not going to you're not going to spend it. It's not for emergencies. It's not for any it's not for anything you would usually think it's for your retirement. That's for your life. That's the money that's going to fuel you. And that's the money you're going to live off of when you don't need to work anymore or when you don't want to work anymore. So, yeah, that's a really big part of budgeting. Um, I mean, the. I kind of went backwards a little bit with this one because the categorizing and tracking were more so to do with the budgeting than everything else. But I mean, I've already talked to you guys a lot about budgeting. So if you ever do want to listen to more episodes about that, you can just scroll down, I guess. I don't know what the framework looks like on whatever you guys are listening to. But uh, yeah, so we've gone over. So we've gone over all the different tips and tricks you can use to better your financial life. We've gone over the importance of a budget and and like how to tweak it and we went over the concept of paying yourself first i think that's about all and this should that should conclude today's installment of the financial fitness that you need so that is all for today's episode thank you guys for listening i hope you guys learned something from this like i said i know i might have repeated a couple things but hopefully that there's some I know there is some new stuff in there and hopefully that will help you on your journey. I got another episode after this one uh, regarding this uh, financial fitness workshop, and it's going to be all about credit. I know I did an episode about credit before, but I'm going to be doing a whole like revamped like like 2.0 deluxe edition of it. So that'll be the next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. It almost gets me emotional every time I get to this point in the show because it just makes me so happy that you guys want to listen to this. So keep on leaving reviews. Keep on subscribing. Tell your friends. Let me know what topics you want to hear about. Just keep on giving me feedback so that I can craft a better show for you guys. I love you. And remember, here on the Millennial to Millionaire podcast, we don't keep it 100. We keep it 1 million.